0: It's a loom group's Andrea Lay, PacView's Melissa Burdick, special guest Jackie Donowski from Flywheel, and I'm PVSB, also from Flywheel. Before we get to the CPG Guys episode you've downloaded, it's the week of May 13th, and it's time for the Fresh Four Four curated news stories from the past week. We find them polyhistorically intriguing. We hope you do too. They're brought to you through our partnership with RetailWit, your one-stop shop for retail industry intelligence and news. RetailWit.com, it's retail right now. Jackie, kick us off, would you?
1: Disney Advertising and Walmart Connect to bring closed loop attribution to streaming advertisers. Well, hello there, Fresh Boy listeners. Disney Advertising and Walmart Connect have solidified an agreement to bring the retailer's industry-leading audience solutions and measurement to Disney's addressable streaming inventory. The collaboration will enable enhanced audience targeting and outcome-based measurements for brand campaigns across Disney's streaming portfolio, including Hulu and Disney+, connecting Walmart's customer insights with Disney's proprietary audience graph. Will help advertisers reach their desired audiences and measure the impact of their campaigns through closed-loop attribution.
0: Thanks, Jackie. Andrea, over to you. Hello, Fresh for
2: listeners. NBC Universal and Instacart link up to bring retail media opportunities to TV. NBC Universal and Instacart are expanding their existing partnership to include a new retail media workstream that will enable Instacart's CPG advertisers to connect with consumers. Via NBC Universal's streaming and linear television content. In late 2023, the companies teamed up to include access to NBC Universal's streaming platform Peacock as part of the Instacart Plus membership package. Now, with this new first party data collaboration, advertisers will be able to reach consumers through NBC Universal's content and measure the impact of their campaigns by leveraging ad exposure and purchase data from Instacart.
0: Thank you, Andrea. Melissa, what do you have for us?
2: Amazon has announced a new country that they're opening up. Amazon has announced it will launch a new dedicated website for Ireland in 2025. Currently, most Irish customers use Amazon sites based in the UK or other European countries. The company said the Irish site will mean that users will be able to avoid additional customs charges and currency conversion fees, and it will also lead to faster delivery and returns for many items. All right, over to you, Peter.
0: Welcome to another episode of the CPG Guys Podcast. Our co hosts, Shri Rajagapalan and Peter V.S. Bond, explore how brands and retailers engage with consumers online, in store, and everywhere in between. And now, here are Shri and Peter.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to this episode of the CPG Guys Podcast. I'm, of course, Shri, one of the aforementioned CPG guys. I'm back from a week and a half in sunny Minneapolis where it was enjoyable, a lot of fun, and I got to hang out with, yeah, a pretty large group gathering in, uh, on my day job. My co-host and friend, of course, is the VP of Partner Strategy and Dev, and none other than Fetch Rewards, a mobile loyalty platform as we endeavor to explore consumer engagement in a digitally driven world. Welcome the man also known as a number, Mr. 007, a.k.a. The Bond. How are you, sir? You know, Shree, I'm coming to you from Palm
0: Beach. It's the annual NACDS meeting. I'm enjoying some food, some sun, and a whole lot of great meetings, seeing so many industry friends. Uh, I encourage everybody, just check out my LinkedIn stream. You'll see a lot of pictures there. But what's also making me happy, Shree, is both our teams are in first place and not only their divisions but i do believe they're both leading the leagues i feel a dodgers yes, Yan- yankees world series in the making calling it a little early but hey let's give it a shot right we've only got
1: 146 games to go peter uh so, let's
0: cross our fingers straight cross our fingers
1: we'll take it we'll yeah. take it like you know life is good let's not complain and i'm assuming you're at the breakers hotel you know i miss going to the nacds conference enjoy the beach walks and make the most of it and all the lovely meals you probably I will anticipate on your behalf and I already saw a bunch of pictures but I expect a few more especially on Instagram with culinary delights indeed indeed yep Peter thank you so much for that yes life is good let me remind our audience that all of our content at this stage Peter just a few episodes away from 200 episodes one ninety five plus and counting can be found by going to a browser and type in cpgguys.com. If you aren't already following us on LinkedIn, all you got to do is enter cpgguys in the search box on LinkedIn. And when you get to our page, simply hit the blue plus button, which also indicates follow. That way you'll get to see all of the content we produce week over week, multiple episodes. And the best thing about it, Peter, did you do you charge for it? Uh, it's free, free. It's free. Wow. You know, free is the good thing, man. And did y'all know that we're in partnership with NextUp, the network of executive women now rebranded in the middle of every Wednesday episode is hitting an Easter egg with a message from them. Download, tune in, listen, and thank you to all of our 12K plus followers and growing. Without you, there is no show. We thank you for the love, DMs, all your engagement day in and day out for the CPG Guys. Of course, we've launched a second podcast called the FMCG Guys, which takes the CPG Guys format of Omnichannel Digital Exploration all the way to the European market. Friends, Efrain and Daniel, the host based in Europe, and we'll be talking with FMCG retail thought leaders about the transformation happening on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean. And now, for the moment, today, Peter and I are looking forward to a discussion on our favorite topic. Peter, what is our favorite topic? Retail media. We've had the pleasure of speaking with luminaries from many retail media platforms, this is the first conversation with a new entrant in the space from retail. We are talking about none other than the drug chain, Walgreens, of course, and its ad group, a modern full-service personalization engine rooted in advanced customer data and technology. They help brands create meaningful experiences with Walgreens shoppers through artificial intelligence optimization on and off platform. I will welcome to the show Katie Voigt, Director of Media Planning and Execution, and Erin Loster, Senior Director of Business Development at Credio. This episode is, of course, bought in partnership with Credio, a global tech company that powers the world's marketers and media owners with trusted and impactful advertising through a world-leading commerce media platform. Katie and Erin, before we get to the questions, we'd love to know more about your respective roles for the companies you represent and where one can learn more about each of the companies. Katie, I believe there's a little secret we're going to let a cat out of the bag today. No kidding. I believe you actually worked with the man known as the three-letter number, Mr. Bond himself, in a past life. Feel free to tell our audience any dirt you may have on this guy. And in particular, is there a SDC story? I did
2: work with Peter for many years at Dunhamby. And Peter, it is so good to see you again and reconnect. I have so many SDC stories on Peter, but this podcast, it is not long enough. I don't want to monopolize the time. I think we all know those are best shared over drinks, so maybe another time I will spill all of the dirt uh, on Peter. Uh, but for now, I can chat about what I'm up to since since my Humby days with Peter. I'm now at Walgreens. I lead media planning and execution for Walgreens Advertising Group. So for those of you who don't know, Walgreens launched a retail media business in December of 2020. So we offer off-site advertising, on-site, in-store advertising, data and insights to our brands and advertisers. Within my team, I've got a team of media planners. So they partner very closely with brands and they build out 360 media channels um, that most meet brand objectives. And then I got a team of execution leads who make media buys and optimize media and channels like Facebook and Google and our own and operated platforms.
1: Katie, thank you so much for that. Erin, why don't you take a moment and tell our audience what your role at Credio is, as well as where they can find more about Credio online and how they can get in touch with you.
3: Thanks for having me. I I help lead Criteo's retail partnerships team for our retail media business. So um, if you're not familiar with Criteo, we work with over 100 retailers globally, 35 North American retailers uh, and counting. Um, as most people listening probably know, retail media includes ads placed on a retailer's e-commerce site or app, or um, the leveraging of first-party audience data to effectively reach consumers offline or off-site um, to influence on you know in e-commerce sales. Um, my role uh, here at Criteo is helping our retailer partners, really no matter where they are in their retail media offering to identify key growth opportunities, um, really by uh, providing consultative and strategic-led solutions, also while ensuring continued growth for their businesses, because that's what matters most, um, specifically partners like Walgreens and Katie. Um, So, but to find out more about Credo, you can always visit www.credio.com. And then for LinkedIn, you can find me at Erin Dye, that's D-Y-E, LASTRA, L-A-S-T-R-A.
1: Thank you for that, Katie and Erin. We'll include, of course, hyperlinks to your LinkedIn page, the Walgreens Advertising Group and Credio sites, and LinkedIn pages in our episode digital liner notes. Now we're going to jump into the questions. Katie, you have an illustrious career with personalization as your anchor. Walk us through your roles at Dunhamby first and those pivotal moments that got you here as a leader for Walgreens retail media.
2: Yes, I can do that. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. So I've, I've had a lot of different roles with Dunhumbie, but when I think about um, my current role with Walgreens Advertising Group, I'm really grateful for the experience at Dunhumbie and getting that foundation of loyalty and insights. I mean, Peter, you know it well, really immersed in the world of loyalty and data and insights and leveraging data to make better and smarter decisions and in in my current job we're making better and smarter decisions related to media. So at Dunhumbie I worked with merchants and merchandising strategy worked with CPGs using retail to make better merchandising and marketing decisions and then my last role at Dunhumbie was in the CRM world and building CRM programs for retailers like GNC and Petco. And then I don't know if you know this, Peter, but I actually went to Walgreens and started my career there managing the loyalty direct mail program called the quarterly thank you, which delivers millions of Wally Walgreens members with personalized coupons. So that should sound familiar to our our days with Kroger and, and Dunhumby, but was doing that for Walgreens. And it was interesting because my team started to expand on what we were doing which was really focused on Walgreens and personalization and delivering those personalized experiences more at the direct brand level and for our brand partners meeting their objectives at Walgreens. So I like to say that we started to do random acts of retail media. This was the early days of partnering with suppliers, piloting and and trying out first party data audience targeting in Facebook and Google and programmatic. Then we started to dabble in conjunction with our digital merchants on advertising on our site. So established our partnership with Critio and sponsored product ads. So retail media was happening. It was happening in silos across a couple of different teams, but you can see like the puzzle pieces were really forming to create a, a media network. And uh, two years ago, Luke Keigel joined and started heading up Walgreens Media, and that's where... We took a more formal approach, an official approach to launching a retail media business, but all those pieces were really in place for many years. And this last year since we launched has really just been the culmination of all those retail media practices that were happening, but we invested in people and technology and an expanded ecosystem to really make it a strategic business.
0: Thank you for that, Katie. Before I get to my question on Aaron, I'll just simply say a couple things about your opening. One is that uh, for those of, we're an educational podcast, so I'll let people know that SDC stands for skills development course. It was more or less a team building exercise that would bring people from around the region, different offices, different countries to get to know each other and build some camaraderie. The second thing I will say is that what happened in Louisville will stay in Louisville, particularly for certain people who are back across the pond who shall remain nameless. That being said, Aaron, uh, please, if you would, it's good that one, I'll say it's great to have you back on the podcast. You know, you know, after five episodes, you get one of those Saturday Night Live velour smoking jackets. So something to something to look forward to. Right. But um can you free please frame out for our audience the partnership that Critio has developed with Walgreens? You know, what specific services and solutions does Critio offer to brands through the Walgreens advertising group and their retail media platform?
3: Before we get to the partnership with Walgreens, which I'm excited to talk about, um, let's talk about the, the partnership with you, the CPG guys that you just mentioned. I want a jacket, so Pam, that, you know, I'll get to, I'll get with Pam three more times, it sounds like, and I get a jacket. So all kidding aside, um, with Walgreens, we've partnered with them for over six years, and we've really grown the partnership significantly within this time. Um, as, as Katie mentioned The Walgreens uh, retail media journey is is shared um, across multiple retailers that that we work with. Um, One that we really see all the time of tackling it a bit at a time, kind of like bite-sized pieces in terms of of growing their retail media offering. Um, So we're we're with them now, full steam ahead, as as they're full steam ahead with their WAG offering. Um, Also, as as Katie mentioned, the solution we currently help support Walgreens uh, with and, and through is um, the retail media offering is sponsored ads. And so those that might not be familiar with sponsored ads, um, Walgreens leverages Criteo's ad technology pal- platform to help Uh, power the sponsored product listings. So if you go on to walgreens.com and type in multivitamins, um, you'll see a sponsored product elevated to the top. Um, That's essentially what Critio's platform is helping power on on Walgreens site um, in order for brands to invest in that key term and elevate their product to the top and then essentially, um, allowing that consumer to click on that product, um, leading to a sale, uh, for, for Walgreens of that multivitamin. Um, so these ads are delivered across desktop and mobile. And we just recently, which is really exciting, uh, released inventory on the Walgreens app. Uh, it launched in February of this year. And I'll spend a little bit of time to, to tell you about just how, um, the experience with app has been to date and, and why we're so excited about it. Uh, it was a big move for Walgreens uh, to act to offer their app, um, specifically because of the popularity of their app, um, which was named by eMarketer as one of the top 10 retail apps um, in 2020, uh, based on just consumer consumers leveraging um, the retail app. So, you know, here at Criteo, we know that ad revenue increases um, 50 to 70% in incrementality when app placements are added, uh, just purely based on the additional supply and the ability to reach those audiences that spend time on the app um, and invest in the app. So when we look at Criteo data, we can see that shoppers on app are more selective. Um, So getting them to the products that they want and need quickly is absolutely critical. Um, Not only on desktop devices, but um, shoppers on on pharmacy uh, sites view four product detail pages before purchasing versus nine for everyone else. And on app, pharmacy shoppers view three PDPs, uh, which are product detail pages, before purchasing um, <clears throat> first four for, for everyone else. So really being front and center of their experience can have a big impact. Um, you know, we also see that on average pharmacy shoppers buy four items, both on app and on desktop. So for those that think that the shoppers buy less on app, that's just not the case uh, for this channel. So, you know, some key insights in terms of performance of what we're seeing, um, that engagement across Walgreens with the launch of the app is three to seven times higher in terms of click-through rate, and return on ad spend has improved two times. Uh, So really excited about the momentum of app and, and, and truly the fact that we're being able to serve, you know, the most relevant ads to those consumers as they're, you know, shopping within the app environment. Um, But I will say that our partnership with Walgreens goes way beyond the use of the platform. We really work hand-in-hand with the WAG business team um, and their media media buying team, so Katie's team, to ensure we're consistently working to identify and apply optimizations to campaigns, to maximize performance. So the brands that are experiencing... their, you know, their wag campaigns are are essentially experiencing the the greatest returns and the greatest performance, and and we want to be Walgreens' partner to ensure that, um, you know, they're maximizing all opportunities for the brands that are engaging and investing.
1: Erin, let's talk through return on investment, also known as the acronym ROI. How do you partner with clients to measure and monitor ROI? Take us through the details of how you do that at Walgreens.
3: Um, you know, because sponsored products are a performance-based solution, of course, engagement based on clicks and return on ad spend uh, based on attributed sales are, are key performance indicators for monitoring and measuring performance. But to your question, you know, one additional point on return on ad spend is, the, um, is really just the beginning of, of what you can understand. It's important, of course, but retail media technology and data combine um, to give you the ability to identify really the different touch points throughout the consumer's journey um, or throughout their behavior. So were they exposed to this ad? How many times were they exposed to this ad? You know, frequency metrics that they can um, identify through um, executing. When did they convert? You know, how did they convert? Uh, was it post-click or was it you know post-view? And in what time frame um, did you know it take for them to to actually convert after being exposed? Um, and then from there, you can really understand the purchase cycle of when it's time to re-engage uh, that consumer and/or um, deliver them an affinity product, you know, if they bought eyeliner, you know, targeting them with mascara, knowing that they're buying within the beauty category. And, you know, if they're putting eyeliner on their eyes, they're probably looking to put mascara on their eyes as well. And um, some other, um, you know, insights outside of return on ad spend is share of voice. Uh, you know, what what was a brand's share of voice within the category when they invested? Um, if they want to increase their share of voice, um, or you know, in, in take take over from a competitive perspective. What does that look like in terms of what they need to invest? Um, Additionally, performance by keyword, just really understanding which keywords are converting. Um, We see a lot of times brands take that and and will mirror it within other um, strategies that they do, even off of of, um, a retail site. So all of these key insights are uh, based on campaign performance, are available via the the platform uh, or the UI, um, the user interface that that we have with um, our retail media platform platform, um, but you you have them at your fingertips when investing with Walgreens.
0: Katie, I think you'll agree that scale is what will excite brands seeking to engage shoppers. And I know with our common professional DNA, with scale comes all sorts of incredible capabilities being able to behaviorally segment consumers, identify propensity models and signals. That's all really cool stuff. So can you share with our audience some of the key stats around Walgreens size of audience uh, that will help brands with driving audience engagement when they partner with Walgreens?
2: Definitely. Let me take us back to the fall of 2020 again, which is when Walgreens Advertising Group launched. But Walgreens also had a very, very busy quarter where we relaunched our loyalty program. So starting in the fall of 2020, we have been collecting data and re-signing people up for our loyalty program. And we are now at 97 million my Walgreens members. So my Walgreens is the second largest loyalty program in the US. So if scale excites brands, we've got it. that kind of volume you, you can do a lot with. And it really allows us to target really specific behaviors, but not lose that scale. But Peter, you're right that it, it takes more than just volume of data. You have to know how To use it for good in media. And so our data science team works really hard to harness the power of all of that data and really unlock the value of it for media through things like micro segmentations. So that allows us to get very, very personalized in our creative because we know at a granular level how these individuals are behaving. Predictive models, propensity models. So you know that all of that is really what Our teams are offering to brands is not just the volume of data, but audiences that will drive the absolute best return for what their brand objective is. And the other thing that we've done is we've integrated our billions and billions of transaction data and all of our site behaviors with our activation platforms. So we're also optimizing ad delivery to these really rich audiences so that we're, we're delivering more effective media. And this is what we do with Criteo. So with our sponsored product ads algorithm, we're taking into account everything Aaron was just talking about. What are people doing on our site? Are they clicking? Are they searching? Are they converting? And all of that data is really feeding this machine learning algorithm, which is what determines who should see an ad. And we're getting, you know, the right ad in front of, of the right person. And um, we do the same thing with offsite. So we're doing that with Criteo. And then with off-site programmatic, we've synced all of our transaction data to our, our programmatic delivery platform. And when we reach an individual, we're taking into account that real-time transaction behavior and all those in-market signals to make sure we're not wasting any media. We're reaching that right person. And when they convert, we know it and we move on to the next best person for an ad.
0: Katie, you had me at 97
1: million. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. A reminder to our audience that we're speaking to Katie Voigt and Erin Lostra from Walgreens and Critio. Erin, how is retargeting shaping up these days given all the constraints on cookies, privacy, etc.? and what is Critio's offering in the space? And is that offering critical for full funnel attribution?
3: Uh, really you know the benefit of using retail media is that all the data we access is first party uh, we're not relying on third-party cookies so you don't have to worry about the cookie def- uh, deprecation it's it's worth mentioning too that on top of this retailer sites are are totally brand safe environments you know advertisers really never have to worry about appropriate content because retail sites are just selling products and, and they do have content, but it's content relative to selling products, um, and educating about products. Uh, so, you know, as mentioned, our, our solutions are full funnel. Um, and this includes, uh, via attribution reporting. So full funnel on the, the targeting aspect of being able to, you know, um, and, and from a, you know, solution perspective of being able to leverage, you know, multiple ad funnel, uh, ad formats within a full funnel approach, but then also being able to tie that to performance and saying, you know, close loop full funnel reporting of this is how your ad effectiveness online influenced a a purchase. Um, You know, there are are plenty of shoppers in the awareness phase who could be landing on a homepage and can see an ad or um, for a brand or a product that they hadn't been considering before and so really when we talk about full funnel, um, you know you reach them on the home page you're driving that awareness um, but then we also offer placements throughout a retailer site um, expanding a, a shopper's consideration set. And then, you know, obvious placements that are in search results and on product detail pages, which drive shoppers um, that are really much closer to that point of conversion, you know, ultimately lowering that that shopping funnel. Um, So, you know, here at Criteo and with partners like Walgreens, our continued vision is continued, uh, will continue to be and has been um, one unified platform to enable all ad formats. Um, So, you know, for example, for display, we're opening up new targeting options. So you can target shoppers based on past browsing behavior, passed on, or uh, based on past purchasing behavior, or even based on what a, a shopper currently has in their cart. So I'll go back to my example earlier. You know, they have eyeliner. The propensity for them probably needing mascara is pretty high. So target them with an infinity product while they have something currently in their their shopping cart. Or if they have, you know, a diaper, um, they might need diaper cream. Um, so those those types of, of targeting aspects to really build carts um, from a relevancy perspective. Um, Additionally, custom-built audiences based on retailers' first-party data, um, capturing both in-store and, and, you know, online purchasing habits. You know, we we know that with COVID, a lot of people started purchasing online, so an increase in, in online sales, but... We still know the lion's share of transactions happen in store, and we want to be be able to identify what those those buying habits are and effectively reach them online to influence their in-store purchase or even their online purchase if they decide to make a purchase online. Um, And we also know the importance of executing sponsored products alongside display, Um, and we'll continue to ensure our platform is powering these opportunities for our retailers really to be able to, to offer what I mentioned. And those targeting capabilities that ensure personalization and ad relevancy is really at the forefront of how um, we reach those consumers to not only ensure that their experience on site is customized to who they are, but that they as a customer don't feel that their shopping experience is compromised um, in a way that you know they feel as though multiple ads that are irrelevant to them are being placed, and, and we know that that's very important for Walgreens. So we'll continue to you know refine and, and um, ensure that our targeting capabilities, along with our platform for relevancy, is is at the forefront of everything that we do.
0: That is great, Aaron. I recently saw some research by eFundamentals, a notable digital shelf analytics company, and they said that. Roughly 60% of all ads to basket occur from the first four positions in search, and that's where retail media lives. So mm-hmm. brands, what Aaron and Katie are telling you about, it's pretty darn important in the outcome that you're seeking. So Katie, you know, when you connect with a platform like Critio, what specific experiences do you see are being unlocked for brands through this partnership? And you know, what does it, how will this help a brand succeed?
2: Yeah, I can talk a couple, about a couple of different unlocks. The first is very foundational, which is access to our inventory. So Walgreens is part of Criteo's retail media platform. So through that platform, brands have access to 100% of the inventory for sponsored product ads on Walgreens.com. And what's really exciting, what Aaron just talked about earlier, is now that inventory also includes our mobile app inventory and it's it's on Walgreens Advertising Group's roadmap to continue to offer new inventory sources through Critio. So more to come. Um, on that we'll we'll hopefully have some exciting announcements coming up in in the upcoming summer and, and months after that. Another unlock is transparency and performance. So uh, through the partnership with Criteo, brands have access to real-time reporting, including sales and ROAS, and they can access that at their fingertips through a self-serve dashboard through the Criteo interface. So really looking to be more open and and get results in front of our brands and advertisers in a more real-time fashion. Keeping with the theme of open, the third unlock I'll talk about is just ease of use and, and flexibility of the platform. So Walgreens has, through the partnership with Critio, 10 different third-party partners who have access to our inventory. So we have APIs set up with 10 different platforms. So when we're talking about open, we mean if a brand wants to access our inventory through a third-party partner, they can do that if they want to access it through Walgreens and have us manage the campaign for them, they can do that too. If they want their own self-serve access and they want to work directly in the Critio platform, that's an option as well. So Walgreens advertising group, we are not looking to be another walled garden. We really want to make it easy for brands to work with us, make our inventory open to them with, with flexibility and how they, they access. Um, And that's why we're, Hoping to help brands succeed. So, we're making it easy to work with us, and brands don't have to bring much. Just have an objective in mind, and we will partner with you to build out the best media plan and make the experience a great one.
1: Katie, congratulations on the Walgreens Retail Media Network being out for over a year now. What is the industry asking you for, and what are you seeking to deliver in the near future? Is there a success story or example how Critio has helped you deliver for brands on your platform?
2: Oh, the industry is asking for a lot. So let me uh, narrow it down to, to a couple of things. I feel like there's two key themes that have been emerging recently. One is kind of what I touched on before with accessibility of inventory and data and how brands actually work with retail media. And then the second is around media performance, which I feel like will always and forever be an ask of, of the industry. But when I think about that first one, what brands and advertisers want is they want to be able to access our inventory and our data in the buying platform of their choice. So that's when talking about the Credio APIs and having 10 different APIs, and there's more on the horizon there that we're really looking to allow access to our inventory in many different platforms and many different ways. Um, we're also doing that through our offsite. So we recently had some exciting announcements in the press and have rolled out our offsite self-serve programmatic offering. So now there are 70-plus Walgreens audiences that are available to brands in the trade desk or through OpenX. So we're really excited about that launch. Again, trying to kind of break down those walls of, of being a, a walled garden where we're, we're really more open to our brands and advertisers. But at the end of the day, we know the media has to perform. So that's always been an, an ask of the industry is, is high-performing campaigns. In Walgreens Advertising Group, our differentiators really set us up for success there. It's the volume and richness of our first-party data, as well as those platform integrations, where we've got the real-time transaction data and site data that's powering all of our ad delivery. And it's, it's really paying out. I mean, Aaron mentioned earlier, we've worked with Critio for six years. So that's how much data that we have that's powering the AI model that determines ad relevancy and predictability of what's going to convert all of that feeding the algorithm. And what we're seeing in the success story I would highlight is the industry typically sees about 200 to 300% ROAS for sponsored product ads. Walgreens is seeing on average 400% and at times as high as a thousand percent ROAS on our campaigns. And it really goes goes back to the volume of the data we have, the history of the data that we have. That's all feeding the advertising we deliver.
0: Thank you for that, Katie. Uh, Aaron, I'm going to let you finish this out. Uh, I'm going to ask you the last question. Seems like you're doing some great stuff, and I'll summarize it uh, after uh, after we uh, we hear your response to this. But I'd like to know where Credio is going. Seems like you're doing some pretty tremendous stuff. You know, what areas are there capability developments going on within your walls, and what should your clients and prospects look forward to Credio delivering in the near future?
3: Thanks for the question, Peter. You, many that know me well you probably said this last time that I joined you. Um, they know that I say this often. You know, Credio's vision is really to help defragment what can feel like a very fragmented space, and and what I mean by that is. Um, you know, how do we at Criteo act as a one-stop shop, ease of access platform? We want to give brands and marketers the control to access the retailer inventory, how they deem, you know, what's most effective and efficient for them. And then our partners like Katie and and Walgreens, and and you heard her, you know, the control that they can give um, to brands to access their first party data and add inventory. But also, you know, as Katie mentioned, um, you know, get away from the notion of being a walled garden so that you are giving brands and, and agencies and marketers access to your inventory, how they want, you know, enter the front door of Walgreens, how is effective for you, whether that's via a 3P API partner, or whether that's via um, the WAG team and from a managed service perspective, or even from a self-serve perspective of being able to be hands-on keyboard and log in. Um, We know that when you give brands options, um, especially when some have limited resources and they need to be able to access inventory and and, and do everything at their fingertips, um, that's important to give them that, that control and access. You know, from a, a product perspective, we're we're launching, and what we're really excited about off-site display within our platform to provide brands, agencies, and, and marketers the ability to access and buy um, via self-serve, you know, off-site via self-serve, um, but across all ad formats for both on-site and off-site. When I say off-site, I mean display and video, which would Really allow um, for you know that one platform for campaign management, um, the ability to target. Um, consumers leveraging, you know, a, a first party data um, from our, our retailer partners. And then that real-time closed loop reporting, allowing for attribution across all executed solutions. And we're talking about, you know, real-time holistic closed loop reporting, uh, meaning, you know, instead of waiting for days for multiple platforms to talk to one, you know, one another to, to give, you know, what your ad was, um, a, a, you know, what th- that ad across different formats was um, effective at, at driving a sale. It's all going to be in one platform. And it's within hours that you can have access to that data, um, that closed loop reporting, full funnel re- reporting. Um, we've heard from brands that they are incredibly excited about these developments, but even our retail partners. And, you know, it is We tailor our roadmap and our vision according to what our retailers are asking us for and what brands are asking us for. So we are always open to collaboration and feedback because many times, more times than not, our roadmap has been adjusted and tailored because... You know, a partner like Walgreens comes to us and say, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we could do this? And then we'll tailor it accordingly. So it will continue to evolve, but it will evolve because we're listening to what our retail partners want. We're listening to what the brands want um, as we continue to evolve and build our platform.
0: I'd like to remind our audience that all of our content, nearly 200 episodes in audio format available on over 40 different podcasting platforms, it's all available. Just go to cpgguys.com. Choose your favorite platform. It's all free, so everybody can afford it. And of course, uh, we want your feedback. Best way to do that is is to go to ratethispodcast.com slash cpgguys. Go to the Apple platform and leave us a rating, but do leave us a review because the review is your best way to tell us what you're thinking about, where you think we should go. Because you know, like what uh, what Aaron said about being very much customer driven—you're our customers, and we want to make sure we're we're discussing the topics that are important to you. And I know that today's topic was is always top of mind. So I'm going to summarize a couple of things here: um, scale, 97 million, micro segmentation, propensity signals, cookieless world, not a problem. First party data access. Many different ways to access on site, off site. Wow, this is pretty darn, pretty darn good. So uh, I want to thank both Katie and Aaron for joining the episode. You know, Katie, it's it, we worked together for quite a number of years. It's so good to be reconnected. We're both uh, both uh, with very young children in our household, and dealing with the throes of all, all the drama that comes with it. And it's it's great to be able to connect on so many levels. So great to have you back. Uh, uh, thank you for joining us, Katie.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: And of course, uh, Aaron, you understand that three more episodes of the podcast. And you get the uh, the proverbial velour smoking jacket to, to just like you're on Saturday Night Live. So I want to thank you in particular as well for coming back and and sharing with us all the great stuff you're doing with Walgreens.
3: Of course. Thank you, Peter. And I, I will hold you to the jacket. So oh,
0: you, I'll make you know,
3: next shop talk, I'll wear it when I'm on, you know, when I'm on video with you. So I'll I, make I, it happen.
0: I think that would be great. And to our audience. <laughs> want to thank you for joining Shree and me on this continuing journey exploring how brands and retailers engage consumers in a digitally driven world. This was clearly a uh, a tremendous exploration today. Thank you. And of course, we look forward to speaking with you on the next episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Goodbye.